Well, hey everyone, Athena Dean Holtz here, and welcome to the All Things Podcast, where we gather once a week to hear real life stories about how God works all things together for good, because he is always faithful and always good. Well, hey, before we get this party started, I have some exciting news for you. If you're ready to get your book in front of an entirely new and fast-growing market, an audiobook would be perfect for you. Having an audiobook gives you the opportunity to get your book in front of more people while giving the listener a new way to hear your story in an intimate way. An estimated 131 million people listen to an audiobook in 2021. And do you know that the people that listen to audiobooks don't read print books? They only listen to audiobooks. So it's a whole new market for you to take advantage of. Leverage the opportunity of getting your book in front of millions of people by having an audiobook today. We can help you create one. Visit redemptionpressaudio.com for our introductory special. Welcome to today's episode of the All Things Podcast. I am super excited to introduce you to another new Redemption Press author, Macy Warren, with her new book, Fruit of Our Love. And what a delightful conversation we had. I'm super excited for you to meet her. Let me give her a proper introduction before we go to that conversation. Macy Warren is a public relations professional with a knack for storytelling. Since childhood, she has loved reading and writing and her cousin's pregnancy inspired her to create Fruit of Our Love. Born in Indiana, she now lives in North Carolina and looks forward to someday reading Fruit of Our Love to her own little poppy seed. All right, let's roll that conversation. Well, Macy, thank you so much for joining us today for this week's edition of the All Things Podcast. It is a delight to have you on. Thank you. I'm very excited about this. Yeah. So before we dig into um, your book and some of the um, pieces that all come together for the story that you're telling and the, the heart behind it, I would love for our listeners to just hear uh, your favorite Romans 8.28 story where God has worked together for good uh, to um, your life and to encourage you to step out and uh, and do some things that are a little scary. So we just love to hear that before we dig into your book. Yes, definitely. Um, I would say when I was in high school, my two Sunday school teachers, Dwayne and Joe Ellen Martin, were really important in um, connecting me closer to God and really helping me understand scripture and the Bible and how I can apply that in my everyday life. And something that we always focused on is, you know, sharing your your gifts with God and sharing them to the world. And so I think that's something that 
has always stuck with me. And I've always, you know, been wondering what's my gift? What can I bring to the table? And I really feel that my gift is writing. And so um, when I was going through deciding, you know, whether or not I wanted to publish this very first book, it can be intimidating to put yourself out there and know, you know, what are people going to say? Are people going to like this? But I just had that in the back of my head, what would Dwayne and Joellen encourage me to do? And so, um, you know, that little piece of what you got to give your gift to the world and share it and because um, God gave you this gift. And so I um, would say that that's probably, you know, my Romans 828 story and how it relates back to this book. And I'm really excited to um, share it with everyone and hear all the hear all the things that people have to say. Amen. Well, and what's so neat is, you know, just a seemingly insignificant, you know, Sunday school class, you know, you go right. every week and, you know, and, and just how God can use that mm -hmm. to bring good and make good uh, and, and bring a story to life in your mind and in your heart that then right. translates to others and, ministers to them. I mean, I love exactly. how God does that. It doesn't always have to be like some traumatic, horrible mm -hmm. trauma that God works for good. He can work just everyday things for exactly. good. Exactly. Exactly. And I think, I think another thing that really stuck with me is that, you know, we all digest God's word in different ways. And I think that through the Sunday school class and through Dwayne and Joel. And I think that they're really, you know, disciples and spreading God's word and, you know, in my life. And I know throughout our church as well. And so um, I'm just really thankful for both of them. And I think that just goes to show how important your relationships in Christ can be. Mm. Amen. Amen. All right. So let's talk a little bit about your new book, Fruit of Our Love. What is it that so captivated you about your cousin's pregnancy that you decided to write a book about it? And did you have future little ones in mind as you wrote this book? Yeah. So um, kind of just diving into my cousin's pregnancy. Um, this was her first pregnancy. I was very excited when she would call us after her doctor's appointment and um, would share exciting news like, oh, you know, my baby's the size of a pomegranate today. Or she'd call us back after her next doctor's appointment and say, baby's grown, baby's the size of a cantaloupe today or something like that. And I'm such a visual person. And I thought it's so cool that I could actually visualize and see that, you know, how big the baby is in her stomach, even though I'm not at the appointment. And so I thought that idea was so cute and um, she's been someone in my life that has always been there for me and whether that's in high school supporting my sports matches, carrying me across the finish line for my cross country races, doing things like that. And so, um, you know, she's just such a source of inspiration herself for me. And, you know, with this story, Fruit of Our Love, I think that it kind of just clicked in my head, like, this is something that all soon to be mothers can, you know, read about and get excited about and can read with their little one. And so, um, you know, I, I definitely had my little one in mind. I know that that's going to be 
far along the way, but I know when I was growing up, my my parents always read stories to me, especially during Christmas time. That's my favorite time of the year. My dad will always read stories to my sister and I, and I that's one of my favorite memories. And um, I think that the importance of reading to your kid is something that I can, you know, be a personal testament to because it's such an impactful memory for me that I want to be able to give something back to my kids. And how cool is it that, you know, I can read a book that I wrote to them. So, yeah. So, so tell us what led you to use the fruit comparison. Did you pick out the different fruits yourself and tie them all together into the story or how'd that go? Yeah. So, like I said, with my with my cousin's um, calls that she would give us the updates from the doctor, that kind of installed the inspiration for fruit and vegetables. And um, I feel like I was seeing on Facebook that a lot of people I was friends with were posting pictures, kind of like a side-by-side of um, a picture of like a lemon. And then the next week they post like a picture of a pomegranate. And it was like, this is the size of my baby as it's growing. And so um, I was kind of seeing that idea on Facebook as well. And so I was like, I think this is, you know, a really cool idea. And um, when I was doing the research for the book, I decided to do it in four week um, periods. And so when I was, you know, writing the book and trying to decide which fruits to use. It was typically just what was the common theme across my research of, you know, at the four week growth period, this is the, this is the equivalent size of a fruit or vegetable to the size of the baby as it grows. Nice. So you currently work in public relations. So how did that help prepare you for writing a children's story? Yes. So I think something with PR and kind of why I decided to get into PR is all of the writing. There's, you know, whether that's client strategy, whether that's, you know, writing a press release, doing creative pitches, things like that. I'm always writing and tapping into that um, creative outlet for myself. And so, um, you know, I think that throughout college, I was, you know, some people had big projects and my big thing in college was always a big paper. And so um, I have been, you know, working on that writing and tapping into that writing skill for a while now. And I think when I decided to write this book, it was honestly during um, kind of a weird period because it was during COVID that I decided to write this. And a lot of people you know, I talked to several people and they told me that they felt that their creative inspiration was a little low. And, you know, I can honestly say that I, for some reason, had this crazy idea to, you know, write this book. And I felt like my creative inspiration was really taking off during a time when the world was slowing down. And so um, I kind of feel like that allowed me to tap into my creativity because, you know, there was slowing down with my job. And like I said, it was during COVID. So, you know, things were really slowing down in the PR world for me and my clients. And so I still wanted to tap into that creative outlet. And that's kind of what allowed me to write this book. Well, now that's even another aspect of the Romans 828, because, you know, COVID 
was so devastating for so many people. Right. But there, I know so many believers who God used that hard time in the world and even in their lives to produce ministry through mm -hmm. the written word. And I love that. So, yeah. 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 And it was, and not to say that, you know, it wasn't a difficult time. I had been furloughed from my job and that was difficult in itself. And, you know, I was wondering what am I going to do with myself day to day? And so, um, you know, I was constantly searching for something creative. And so I think this, this book was that, that source of, um, creativity and inspiration for me. So nice. So now some people say it's easy to write a children's story, but we know that's not the case. Uh, yeah. Talk to us a little bit about the editing process and how it improved the story. Yeah, so I would say when I was going through my first draft, I was really excited about you know, what I had written and was really proud of it. And then when I was working with the editing team at Redemption Press, I didn't realize everything that went into it. And when we were discussing, you know, do you want this to rhyme throughout the book or do you just simply want to tell a story? And, you know, I kind of was thinking back to when my dad was reading me children's books when I was younger and Dr. Seuss always stuck with me because of the creative rhyme. And so I was like, okay, I, I know that I want this book to rhyme and I want to make sure it's like it's in a rhythmic pattern. And so um, when I was working with the editing team, the, you know, I essentially had to rewrite the book. And um, that was something that was totally new, but it was also such a great learning experience. And I'm just so thankful for the team that they were able to provide me with these edits because I, I just simply wouldn't have known. Like I said, this is my first book and I really wanted it to be something special. And I feel really proud of how it's turned out to be. Amen. Well, and that's so true with, you know, because children's books are hardly any words, you know, they're right. 300 or 500 words mm -hmm. or whatever. And how hard can that be? But I know. I know that's, and that's what I thought when I was going to, you know, my first editing meeting, I was like, okay, I already have it written. Like, you know, we'll just do a couple of tweaks here and there. But then when I actually um, sat down, I was like, okay, you know, she's gone through my manuscript and highlighted lots of things. And then we set up a call and talked about, you know, what, what do we want to achieve here? Do we want to get that rhyme down? Do we want to do this? Do we want to do that? And I was like, okay, this is, this is a full on project, you know? Yeah. So, um, it was, it's, it's not, it's not easy, but it's, it's something that's a labor of love. And I'm, I'm, like I said, I'm, I'm really excited and really proud of how it turned out. Yeah. Well, and it's so good. I mean, we don't know what we don't know on exactly. our first book. And so we do what seems best, but then when you have a professional who is looking for some of those pieces that should be intentional, intentionally included, for a reason that we wouldn't necessarily know needed to be in there. So right. the whole the whole process, I mean, I'll, you're a better writer because of oh, that definitely. experience. Yeah, definitely. And I think it also just makes me further appreciate other authors as well, other children's books authors as well, because 
there is, like I said, it's a labor, but it's a labor of love. And to see, you know, my book come to fruition, I just can't imagine the sense of accomplishment that other authors feel as well. So it's, yeah. Nice. Okay. So will, do you see, foresee, plan, whatever, um, the book turning into a series? And if not, what other books might you write that might tie into this one? Yeah. So I don't, I don't necessarily think that I'll turn this book into a series. I think that I still want to keep writing children's books. I mean, this is something that has always been a dream of mine. And so I, I want to keep pursuing that, but I think, you know, I have some ideas in the pipeline of um, what I want to talk about and what I want to do. But I think, I think this book is kind of my standalone special that I can share with, you know, newborn children, obviously mothers and, you know, being able to share that joy that they have with their new family. And um, yeah. So nice. And even going through the process of the pregnancy and getting mm-hmm. other kids in the family involved in the excitement through that story. That'll be great. Right. right. Nice. So um, if we have folks listening today that um, maybe you want to connect with you on social media or on your website, what's the best way for them to do that? Yeah, so I would definitely say connect with me on Instagram. Um, my name is Macy Warren. It's M-A-C-E-Y-W-A-R-R-E-N. And then I have an underscore. So definitely keep up with me on Instagram. And then obviously my website is my name, Macy, and then writes.com. Simple as that. So nice. And we'll have all that in the show notes for everybody. So well. Macy, thank you so much for being with us today. It's been delightful to just hear your journey and um, I'm excited to see what God's going to do with this book and I'm excited. And he, yeah, all the others he's going to plant in your mind as you um, continue this journey <laughs> as an author. So thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you. I really appreciate it. Well, thanks so much for joining us today for the All Things Podcast, brought to you by Romans 828 Bookstore and Redemption Press. If today's episode encouraged you, we would love to have you share it with your friends on social media and maybe even leave a review on Apple. That will help the algorithms get us up higher to the top when people are searching for podcasts that can bring them hope and encouragement. So thanks again for joining us today, and I look forward to seeing you again next week. Bye for now.